Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. On this episode of The Booze Hustle, it's beginning to look a lot like the holidays. And you're going to need to drink a lot, essentially. (laughs) So it's the holiday season. And unless you're uh, California sober or just sober sober, uh, there's a lot of talk of drinking and drinks and what you're going to make and what you're going to have and what you're going to need to survive. Depends on your family. But I know for sure it's the case with mine. Uh, I recorded this episode with my very, very dear friend, Tawny Newsome, who uh, is a gem of a human being and I've celebrated many holidays with, as well as our producer, Kevin Bartelt. And we talked a little bit about what we're doing for the holiday season, what our favorite drinking traditions are, and just in general, uh, a lot about travel and uh, booze and the like. I really hope you enjoy this holiday episode and we'll be back with more interviews next week. I fully deserve this entire goblet of a. I thought I would have this drink just to be really annoying because Kevin and I were talking about how you hate espresso martinis. <laughs> so like, I'm going to make one and I'm going to put it in a giant wine glass. I don't hate them on principle anymore. Now at least I just know that I don't enjoy the taste. But I think if I made it, I think I would make it to where I could like it because I like all the things in it. It's so hard starting with a bad one too. Like anything like having your first one at the magic castle (laughs) (laughs) yeah how did you feel about this since you were literally drinking them at the same moment i was (laughs) i did have two and leah was like oh how are they i'm like yeah they're okay and she's like why is this your second (laughs) (laughs) can't throw in the towel after one um you know it's funny that you say that it's better when you make it yourself because i made this and it's actually not good (laughs) did you make one too i i made it but like okay i don't i don't think i have the proper ingredients i went out looking specifically for like Borghetti or like a really good coffee liqueur. And the place I went only had Kahlua or the rebranded Tia Maria cold brew. They're trying to like, I don't know, resurrect that brand. And then I don't have vanilla vodka. I I just used High West oat vodka, which is like a unicorn. You can't even find that shit anywhere. And then just espresso. But it's it's not that good. I don't know where I went wrong. (laughs) My bartending skills are... Rusty, maybe? I don't know. I'm going to drink it is anyway. It very, is it like very bitter? Mm-mm. No, it's it's just like not interesting. It's just... Yeah. Eh. I don't mm-hmm. know. I had high hopes, but um, I don't know what I was thinking. It's fine. It's got alcohol in it, and it's going to do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day. What are you drinking, T? What am I drinking? Well, 
friends, I made a hasty decision. I didn't have time to measure anything. I wanted <laughs> to make, um, I saw on Instagram a, a winter, what they call it, a winter margarita, where I think it was just like there was cranberry juice in it and they maybe made an ice cube out of cranberry juice. And then it was like lime and sparkling water and tequila. And I was like, ooh, I want to make that. And then I ran out of time. I was running late. So what I have here were three things that I grabbed from my liquor cabinet that made me feel happy. Ooh. I said, I want tequila. I love Aperol. And I don't know, Grand Marnier? So <laughs> this is fully a, I don't know what this is. And I haven't tasted mm -hmm. it yet. But I did free pour it, and I'm so pleased if my video isn't frozen okay, for you to pretty. see that I freehand poured this, and it's the exact right proportions. It does look good, and it is the absolute right color for a holiday cocktail. And I don't know um, what I was thinking, but I, I think it was I maybe saw the same Instagram post as you with cranberries. I literally went to the store today and bought two bags of cranberries. Why? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to make a simple syrup. No plans for it, but I have two bags of simple uh two bags of cranberries now yeah i think i'm gonna dilute them down and like make like a cranberry spiced simple syrup that i will then put in other cocktails that sounds very good and that sounds better than whatever unholy concoction i've made unholy well, you have to Trinity. try it you gotta try yeah, it yeah let us know it looks tasty i know i just wanted to wait till i was on mic to try it so you got the real full reaction okay cheers let's do it cheers cheers Ding. happy holidays cheers not bad. <laughs> I mean, these things don't go together, but like it is booze. It is not mm -hmm. too sweet. Yeah. That's it the tastes like all three things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I put a little lemon in there just because I thought the orange flavor would be overpowering. What flavor is Aperol? Is it orange? It's like a bitter orange. Yeah. And then Grand Marnier is just like a sweet orange. It's like an orange liqueur. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but not fancy. like as syrupy as Grand Marnier. No, Grand Marnier is a, like a, a thicker liqueur. Like um, Aperol and all that. Those are just like very light. I don't know what They're they are. They're aperitifs. Aperitif, thank you. Ugh, took a minute. Tawny String sounds like throwing a party and like introducing like different groups of friends that don't know each other <laughs> and then finding out like, all right, I don't, I wasn't <laughs> expecting them to bond over like that specific thing, but I'm glad that, yes. you know, it, it could have been weirder. Yeah. Oh my God. You're literally describing my last Friday night, Kevin. I <laughs> went out, I went out with a friend to see his friend's friend's band. So yeah. <laughs> I literally like met my friend at a bar and his high school best friend was seeing his college best friend's band. So this guy had wow. gone to college with the band. So yeah. I'm there and I don't know anyone except my friend. And then afterwards, we also, and these are like 29, 30 year old boys. I only know the one dear friend. And we're all sitting around and these boys start asking me questions. I, I do have to say they're all heterosexual men. They all start asking me questions about skincare <laughs> and they're like getting really invested what? they're like i one of them goes i just learned what a hyaluronic acid is and the other wow. one was like i'm really into gua sha and i was like who are these boys i mean they're la boys but i was literally gonna say that is the most la sounding yeah. 29 year old man like the yeah the, the 29 year old dudes are out here have not quite figured out what like soap is beyond dial bar soap <laughs> for their fucking face yet but um that's not true. There are there are some more elevated young men running around. I just uh I love the thought of 
Tawny's friend introducing uh, her to these guys like, hey, everyone, this is my friend Tawny. Tawny going, hello, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I do. I do call them boys because my friend and I, we call each other the Rosé Bros. uh, (laughs) Rosé. He's maybe the only person I drink rosé with. And then yeah. these boys, they seem like boys to me. I don't know. They're 29. I don't know a lot yep. of men in their 20s. So, Kevin, you were my last one and you just aged yep, out. I left. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. You can't call me boy I anymore. <laughs> no, and I shouldn't have before. And I apologize. <laughs> I, gra- I graduated. <laughs> I wonder what Tawny's going to start referring to men in their 20s to when she's in her 40s because men are already boys oh, now boy. in her 30s. <laughs> Young men. Child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you little toddlers. <laughs> That's really. Why funny. did she talk to us this way? Oh that my sounds god! Funny. Yeah. So, uh, let's. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about holiday cocktails. I'm interested. What are you guys making for for booze for the holidays with with whomever you're celebrating with? Kevin, you making a classic espresso martini? <laughs> that that will probably be like the evening drink. Uh, similar. I mean. Uh, we're recording this closer to Thanksgiving. Like we just bought a bunch of cranberry stuff. I, I'm sure we'll be doing some cranberry dr- drinks Thanksgiving and probably around Christmas. But I, <laughs> I am I invented a drink. Uh-oh. I have a great name for it, and it's called Santa's Little Helper. And everyone <laughs> can use this. No. And it is just an espresso martini with a little bit of eggnog. But um, <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> but you can pretend like it's yours and call it Santa's little helper. That's what I'm having right, right now. You. I put a dash of eggnog in the in the shaker with the uh, espresso martini, and uh, yeah, it's been nice. It's my it's little, little almond wintry milk drink. vegan eggnog. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what does so that do? Does it? That's what we're doing. Is it taste more like a milkshake, like a coffee milkshake? Yes. Oh, and then I don't know if I told you either of you about this. A drink I made last week that is. I would say disgusting for most people, but a a, a de- delicious drink for me. <laughs> it's basically a spiked milkshake. It was eggnog, ice, and uh, peanut butter whiskey. The screwball ha- has the peanut butter whiskey. And so I just like oh. mixed those up. And uh, it is basically just like a spiked peanut butter milkshake. And uh, wow. Yes, it was a massive sugar high for me. And I... <laughs> uh, had more of a sugar headache than a hangover <laughs> headache from from it. Sure, you're living my caloric dreams right now. <laughs> like I could never. Yeah, all disgusting sugary drinks is kind of my my uh, brand. Yeah, I but, think yeah. I would be really into that, but then I'd feel like you can only have one, and then where do you go from there? Like I just yeah. consumed 600 calories in this cocktail. Yeah, where do I go? Yeah. Where do I go from here? I'll make them like I'll make two, but I'll put them in like smaller glasses so it's it feels like I'm having multiple, but it basically is like one or one and a half. But mm-hmm. the I kind of cheat it with the smaller glasses, so I feel like I'm like sure I'll have another and don't feel like <laughs> weird about it. Kevin's got like it's a whole the like, ninja shape milkshake uh, thing on the counter <laughs> full of like, fucking boozy yeah. milkshakes. Yeah, <laughs> a liter. I say it's for the gains. It's for the bros who need gains, bro. Yeah, I need to bulk up, so. <laughs> Protein it's my, uh, in there. <laughs> it's my cheat drink. <laughs> cheat day. That, that sounds great. Tony, what are you doing? I need I need help because I have wine. Uh, this is the day before Thanksgiving as a recording, and I have, I went the basic route and bought a bunch of Beaujolais Nouveau, 
Um, I bought some whites that I really like. I bought some cheap whites that I'm going to cook with and then finish the bottle drinking while I prep tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm actually doing uh, the meal on Friday. So all day on Thanksgiving, I'm just prepping and, and drinking. Um, and what I need help with is I just, I panicked about cocktails. I have a pretty good liquor cabinet. I don't have a ton of mixers. I have citrus. I bought some of those like blood orange Italian sodas just cause they look mm. pretty. Um, I got a bunch of fucking like, uh, uh, what's it called? Syrup. Um, not simple syrup, but like, uh, agave. St. Germain. Yeah. Oh, oh I have oh. agave too. Oh, St. Germain, like the liqueur, the elderflower one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. What um, do you do with that? But yeah, I don't know. I think I bought it because I was drinking it with like gin and tonics for a while, mm. like last summer. Mm. Um, and now I just have a bunch of it. So yeah, I don't know what to I don't know what to make. I is there something I can do with that blood orange stuff? I have like whiskeys and Yeah. Do you happen to have like any do you well, I was gonna say, do you have any cranberries? You could make like a mold cider or a mold wine. No, with I'm it. not you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have two bags of cranberries. So um, I have two bags. Can I like FedEx them to you by Friday? <laughs> like, <laughs> never can you eat a cranberry like just by itself? I don't know what I'm gonna do with these things. You can. Um, it's not fun, but you can. <laughs> I'm going to give them to my children. This is if you want dessert, you got to eat this cranberry. Um, so you could make like a, like, are you into warm cocktails? Because you could do a warm bourbon kind of mold thing with blood orange, which might be really nice. Yeah, I just, I guess, is that weird that the blood orange is carbonated? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. I thought you said liqueur. Um, Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> no, it's one of those like Italian soda things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Well, but do you have others? Um, okay. So like my go-to for holiday stuff, I would say like is always like if you're going to do like a mold, something that also smells good on your stove, it's great with, I know you have tons of whiskey there. And if you have citrus, you could make something with cinnamon sticks, like whip it up real quick. And that's like a nice thing to sip on all day. And then you don't actually feel drunk, like use like a bottle of red wine, throw in some bourbon or some Reposado tequila, a few cinnamon sticks, and then like a bunch of citrus. And then just like let it cook on low all day. And then you could actually put it in a glass with ice and throw some blood orange soda on it. And that might be really nice. Wait, and the alcohol doesn't cook off? I always thought you're supposed to add mm-hmm. the alcohol later. You keep it on low. You let it like simmer. If you boil it, oh. like the alcohol will, will cook off. But if you keep it like a low boil, enough of it will wow. stay like... Not like all day, but like, you know, for a couple hours, you're good. Yeah. Big, big pot. That's a good one. <laughs> That's yeah, a good I have one. those things. Um, also tequila, just by itself. Yeah, that's a good holiday drink. That's what I'll be drinking. <laughs> tequila, blood orange soda. Yeah, I've, I've become like such a simplest, like simple, simplest, it's not a word. What am I trying to say? A... Purist? I don't. I don't think you want to Pure. say simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> she has a half of an espresso martini. Immediately loses her vocabulary. Who am um, I? What am I? <laughs> Listening to Kristen and Tawny talk about drinks, I am having second thoughts on um, telling Tawny she can't call me boy, but then saying my go-to drink <laughs> is a milkshake. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I take it. I take it back. You can call me boy through my thirties. <laughs> You You're my peanut like, butter boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to age out of that. <laughs> yeah, you I will am. earn a different uh, nickname when you start drinking like a grown up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when oh I'm God. not drinking like I'm at McDonald's. 
Oh my god. <laughs> god, there's that reminds me of um there's some drink at Star Wars Land at Disneyland, Kevin. I don't know if you've been since Star Wars yeah. Land went up. Mm-hmm. But there's some drink that's like cold brew coffee and like peanut butter like crunch cereal balls and I think you can lose nuts. in it. Yeah. It, I've seen it's it. It wild. looks so nasty. <laughs> But I it thought you were like going to say good. I, no, it, it looks nasty, but it does look like a thing I'd be like, well, if you know, if you have a dairy-free version, like, I mean, I might as well try it. <laughs> I think you can do it without the whipped cream and it's dairy-free. Yeah. My nephew had it without the booze and he had a, a heart event and we almost had to leave the park because it was so <laughs> yeah, much caffeine. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> like the caffeine and the sugar all at once, just like so much yeah. of it. Oh my he God. Had a full panic attack. Well, um, you know, I was thinking about like when you have holidays and um, I've gotten really good about just telling people to bring what they want to drink when I have people over. Mm-hmm. I've also yeah. just gotten really good at just telling people not to come over and doing <laughs> doing things ourselves <laughs> and just like simplifying. Um, but like is there, you guys know, like people bring like random shit to your house. Like, what do you hate when people bring over cause, and then they don't finish and then you're stuck with it? Is there anything that, like you have that just lives on in perpetuity? <laughs> IPAs. IPAs sit in my fridge forever. Mm. Yeah. I'm not a big IPA guy. Sometimes people will bring some like off-brand thing that it's like, I'll try like one sip and it still travels with me from like house to house. Window cleaner. Just turn it into truly so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's Um, Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I feel that way about um, sparkling seltzer, like uh, hard seltzers. I had a shoving match with this woman this summer who came over with a case of like White Claw (laughs) and she's like, oh, hey, I brought this. I was like, wow, you brought like a 12 pack. Like we're literally hanging out for two hours with our kids to play. It's really nice of you. 
I don't, this is okay. And then she's like, no, no, it's yeah. for you. And I was like, no, no, please take it. And we were like at my take front door, back. like shoving it back and forth. And I it literally died in my in my fridge. I would, every time someone came over, I'm like, would you like a lemon white cloth? <laughs> I had people over last weekend and did that same exact thing and did what you've been advising, Kristen. Like I knew that one of our friends likes hard seltzers. So I bought a case uh, for them. But then when they came, they brought a case as well, knowing yeah. that they were probably going to be the only person that drank it. Mm-hmm. But then they drank all of the ones that I brought. And then when they left, I like grabbed the their case and was like, you can take this back. Like, <laughs> you just bring bring it with you. Like, you're the only Merry one Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, don't don't worry about it. Please take just this back. Take it. Yeah. Just find yeah. a bow somewhere in your house and just like slap it on the box. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. This. I bought this for you. <laughs> like, take it. Yeah. yeah it's. It's yours. You're welcome. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I think also, um, I don't maybe we should give the listeners like a, a like a what to do with all the random shit. Should we give them like a giant punch rep recipe? <laughs> like when you <laughs> yeah. have people coming to your house and some of which you don't like, take all of the white claws that you have in the back of your liquor fridge or your mm-hmm. beer cooler mm-hmm. or wherever you keep it, pour it all in a big like bucket, like you know, the Home Depot paint buckets. Mm-hmm. And throw a little bit of grain alcohol in there. <laughs> like, oh my god, you're gonna give me a stomach ache. <laughs> That's the least of your problems. If you <laughs> I really, I don't know what it is about White Claw or any of those hard seltzers. I can't drink even half of one. It gives me an instant stomach ache, and I can drink so much booze and so much beer and so everything else. But those like malt liquor things, they make my stomach hurt. Yeah, yeah that's weird. They just, I don't, they're disgusting to me. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had a couple that are not terrible. Um, and like when it's 95 degrees out and, you know, for me, like I have small children. So like if it's 95 degrees out and I'm sitting next to a lake or I'm in a tube floating in the river and somebody hands yeah. it to me and I'm like, there's alcohol in it. I can probably yep, drink great. it in three sips. Great. Um, I yeah. don't think it tastes particularly good, but it's like just enough alcohol to like take the edge off, but not too much where I'm impaired for my children. Yeah. Like, whoop, you're drowning. <laughs> like, I, I can't have more than one because I feel like my mouth, like I feel like my tongue like dries out from it. Like I had one the other day and then there was another one. I was like, I can't keep drinking this. I feel like I have like dry mouth. Oh my God. All I, I ever know. want All I ever want, and this is why I love the UK and I just wish the States would catch up. I just, I always just want a nice dry cider. And Mm. like with everybody being so gluten avoidant, which is good. Mm. I am as well. But like literally I went to Angel City Brewery, which is like a a big fun LA brewery. And it's so much fun to sit in there. It's so much fun to take a group, even on like a Saturday night, you can like cram in there and find like a big picnic table. It's open and airy for people who are worried about COVID. Mm. And we... We went in there like a few months ago and they have 40 beers on tap. Yep. And I was like, can I just get a cider? I don't do gluten. And they were like, no, but we have White Claws. I was no. like, God, just do a cider. They I don't want to. a hard seltzer. I it like- used to be big. And then I think the seltzer, I think big seltzer came and took <laughs> over. <laughs> they like had their checkbook out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even five years ago there, you could find some ciders. But I also yeah. feel like, IPA took can. over too. Like if I go to one yeah. more fucking place that a craft cocktail bar that hands me their craft beer menu and it's literally 99% IPAs. Yeah. Like I oh 
God, I know there's a market for it because people like them, but like there's also a market for people who like Czech-style Pilsner and cider. Yeah. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Mexican beer that tastes like water. (laughs) You need a water beer every now and then. And I would argue that that water beer is just the same like benefit as the White Claw that's 3%. Like just drink it Mm -hmm. three sips, takes the edges off, you know, and doesn't taste like absolute trash. Stop drinking White Claw. I guess that's the message. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not the message. um, I'm getting LA specific, (laughs) but Tawny, there's a new cider bar and and Los Feliz that I went to last month with a friend. And really? It's yeah, it's great. It's really small. They have like a hundred options, like uh, a menu that is like size eight font, and it's like two pages, just like a, <laughs> a million options. And I I ordered one, and he handed it to me and went, "That's not what you ordered." Well, that one's on the house, and then got me the one I got. Uh, so I immediately got two drinks and was like, "All right, great." I love Hell this yeah. place. I like that vibe. There's like seven seats. Like I, my friend was like, let's go to this new cider bar. I was like, great. And we walked in and it was like the size of the room I'm in now. And so, and one guy like, hello. Oh my God. Oh but real God. talk though, like how does a place like that stay in business? Like the, I'm not trying to sound like yeah. an asshole here, but this is like somebody who works in this business and knows how expensive shit is. Yeah. Me and Tawny went to a place in Chicago called the Milk Room. Do you remember that place? Yeah, and I don't even know if I it's do. still fucking open. And it was like eight seats and you needed to reserve three months in fucking advance through talk. And it was cool. But I'm like, how do they make money? Like, I guess well, like, that place. I know how that place makes money because they took over the entire Chicago Athletic Club and it's all one company. So it's like oh, wow. okay. a big bar downstairs an event space upstairs. And then they just carved out this little niche thing. But these standalone spots like that, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. And they're the giving Kevin high. free beer. I mean, they're giving Kevin yeah, free beer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's your profit margin, bro. Like, just open a different one and sell the other one. <laughs> I don't know. It was hard not to call him out because I, I more or less asked him that. Like, so, like, how's, you know, how are things going? You guys just opened. And he was like, oh, it gets, you know, it was like four o'clock. And he was like, oh, it gets pretty crazy here at night. And it was really hard not to be like, what, like 11 people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's really crazy for a seven-seat bar? I guess eight. (laughs) One guy just like, damn, I can't sit down. I liked it, though. Well, there's a lot of those bars that only let in the amount of people who can sit in seats. Like, like Violet Hours like that. Like, if there's not a chair, they don't let you in. Which... I get because as a guest, I really like that. I really like they're able to take their time really peeling and swathing that orange for you. But but at the same time, like from like a profit margin standpoint, like you could probably let a couple people just in here like stand on the side. Can I, can I do a PSA for the charm bars, the micro bars in Tokyo? Because this is a booze podcast. This pertains to what we're talking to. Mm -hmm. And I have a PSA because now that Japan's open for tourism again, I was just talking with my friend Poonam, who's going there for New Year's. And oh, cool. when I went to Japan, I went and met up with friends of mine. Like my friend Tommy lives there. His wife is from there. And like they were able to teach me all the like intense fucking etiquette at all these different awesome. places in Japan. And the thing about the charm bars, because Americans love to go to these micro bars. And so, you know, these micro charm bars literally will have two to four seats. And there's just like... Mm a bartender and it's this tiny closet of a room and they're all stacked on top of each other and you can go like to the ones on the ground floor there's ones way up on the fourth floor and they all have like a little name and then like they'll be playing music or playing videos and like sometimes they'll make you a little snack 
But in these micro bars, because there's only two to four seats, my friend taught me that not only is it rude to like, you know how like you go to a restaurant and you like poke your head in and look at the menu and you're like, nah, this isn't for me and leave. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't ever do that in a micro bar because <laughs> it's a tiny space. If you mm-hmm. show your face, you better sit down. And not only is it rude to do that, it's rude to only have one drink because they're mm-hmm. like, if you're going to take up the stool, you better at least order two and like sit there, take some time, talk to the bartender and like make it mm. worth their while. So they don't have like fast turnover. Their whole thing is like, no, if you sit down, like you're expected to sit there for a while. Stay so for a while. that's just a, that's a PSA. And that's then you'll have like a nice conversation. You know? But that's interesting. I have a question though. Like you were talking about like the ones that are like stacked on top of each other. You would, is it kind of like you go into one bar, you have your couple drinks and then you go up to another level, then you go up to another level and keep trying like the bars or cause you would think they'd you want could. them to just move on quicker. <laughs> like get out of here. Go to the no, I think the, huh. I think the idea is like slower. Like if you sit down, they don't want to be washing all that glassware. They don't want to be like, you know, the idea is like they only have four seats for a reason. Like hmm. four people come in. They kind of want to serve you most of the night. So we went two nights in a row so that we could try more of them. But like, yeah, the goal is not to like hit a bunch. Wow. Yeah, it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. But then the, it begs the question also, like how much money are you spending in each one of those places for the period that you're there is it like are i guess i'm just looking at from like a business model perspective like because i mean rent in tokyo can't be cheap either so like are they making enough money off of the four seats that they have in the two hours that those people are there is it equivalent to if they had like a 12 seat bar where they're doing faster service i think it must be i think the rent must be so adjusted because i'm telling you these spaces some of them are 100 square feet so They're so small and they're so like they're sharing so many like utilities and, you know, it's really not like a brick and mortar. It's almost like a co-op. So maybe it's just much cheaper. Also, like everything in Japan is kind of expensive, but it's because the quality is universally high. Like whether you go into a 7-Eleven and eat sushi or whether you go to like a mid-range restaurant, it's the same fish. So Everything they're making there for you, the snacks, the like fruit they're using for the cocktails, it's the same that you would get in like a quote unquote nice cocktail bar. So hmm. I don't know. I think it's just like a, they've figured it out because everyone we went to, we were like, this is the best bar I've ever been to. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I, I want go. my next. Can we go? Yeah, I want my next uh, international trip to yeah. be to Japan. So that's great. Great tip. Yeah. Can we get sponsored yeah, by guy. like some big giant booze conglomerate that will just like <laughs> send me around the world drinking places and then tawny you can bring me to the micro bars in yeah Tokyo. don't you have that job why doesn't your job do that i don't know because i because i'm i'm like a little like low-level peon person who just does the like tap dance regionally <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i will pass that memo on as a request <laughs> I will let yeah. HR know that Get I have the that. international circuit. <laughs> How can I do this um, while you're still paying me to do my job? That'd be great. Okay, good. Well, all right. So let me ask you guys. Um, I'm going to like bring this full circle here um, because my drink is long done and I need another one at some point. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite holiday drink or holiday drinking memory? 
God, immediately just a bunch of bad and dark ones flashed <laughs> in my mind of like it's family members getting too wasted and spilling secrets and going home crying. Mm. Oh, I have to I'll have to think for a second about a positive one. <laughs> okay. I went to Italy like seven years ago. It was like my first big only, I guess, European trip. And um we were there. We like went to midnight mass at the Vatican and, and uh like had wine after and stuff, and that was like very memorable which is kind of cool uh are you talking about the communion wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we went to the vatican had had their wine i think they called the blood of christ um can i yeah, get another one of these fun. yeah <laughs> like, and, and then just like recently just um you know with like the lockdown not like having to adjust to okay instead of like going to a big party we're going to do like a group of three of our closest friends. And so that's been kind of mm-hmm. fun recently. It's just like catering to like this person. We know this person likes this drink. This person likes this drink. And then just, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of what Tony was saying with like the micro brew experience, just like having this like very, you know, small get togethers have been fun because it's not just like, all right, we got, you know, here's our options. Best of luck. You know, now it's a little more like we know what everyone likes. And uh, because it's smaller, mm-hmm. it's a little easier to to handle i'm trying to think of my favorite like holiday related one you know obviously like new year's eve is such a big drinking holiday and Mm -hmm. i don't love i don't love being out in the states on new year's eve because it's so messy and it just Mm -hmm. feels scary and like not fun or it feels like you have to pay a million dollars to sit in some mediocre bar restaurant club and eat a weird three-course meal it also just feels like amateur hour it feels like everyone who's been dating for six months is like this is what they're doing for on new year's this is our night (laughs) yeah it's just too many sequins i'm like i don't know i definitely won't like to i like to travel on new year's or i like to have a thing at my house but um i think maybe my favorite maybe my favorite new year's experience um nate my husband and i flew to ecuador we went to this small town called cuenca And this was back when we didn't have a lot of money. And so we would stay in Airbnbs. We would just stay in like private rooms in Airbnbs because we didn't want to rent like a whole thing. And because we didn't know anybody. So we stayed like on the outskirts of town in Cuenca and it was like up in the hills. And it was this like grandma and grandpa (laughs) named Silpa and Santiago. And they had this Mm -hmm. home. They had this like four bedroom home and they rented out one room to like travelers and so, and I remember it was $25 a night for this room and you had wow. like your own bathroom Amazing. and I just remember being like, this is such a steal. Yeah. So we got there on New Year's Day and like fully expected to just like get a little bottle of wine and like sit up in the little room and then the next day go explore. And they invited us to join their family New Year's celebration, mm-hmm. which cool. Ecuador has the wildest New Year's traditions that are just like so normal to them, just like normal family traditions. One of the things they do is they build all these effigies of like, not even just like of politicians or of like bad people, but they'll build effigies of like bands they like. So there were like scarecrow looking like full human sized effigies of like the band Kiss or like Mm -hmm. (laughs) random like Latin pop stars. And then they set them on fire. Wow. And they create these big bonfires. And then as you're like swigging tequila out of a bottle, you're supposed to run and jump over the flames and you do it over and over. And it's like for good luck. (laughs) And then there's this other tradition where like the men in the town all dress as old women. They dress as beggars. And they like stop your car and they like harass you to like give them money so that they can go buy beer. 
It's so weird. At one point, one of them threw a thick rope in front of our taxi. It was like this huge rope. They threw it in front of our taxi. I was convinced we were getting like mugged or something. I was like, what the fuck is this? They throw the rope in front of it so that the taxi goes over it like a speed bump and has to like slow down. And then they rush the car and they're leaning into the windows basically cosplaying as old ass women being like, oh, por favor, por favor, like asking for change. What in the world? And it's, it's just a weirdo New Year's Eve tradition. And I was like, this is the strangest. This is the most, I had no idea. I knew none of the customs before we went. Especially a bunch of people like rushing your windows. I would be horrified. (laughs) Well, it's been a good run. (laughs) I know. And oh my God. Silpa the grandma was like, oh yeah, it's a tradition here. That's what we do on New Year's. Men, young men dress as old women. I was like, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Oh God. Tani came back to the States with like a burn, burn injury. And everyone's like, what happened? She's like, I was jumping over this like flaming kiss effigy. Yeah. In yeah. Just New Year's. <laughs> For good luck. That's crazy. I, I love the New Year's traditions in different countries. Like when we went to Colombia, I was really surprised at, at the amount of children. Like in Colombia, we went to Cartagena mm-hmm. for New Year's like right before COVID happened. 2020, and 2020, baby. 2020, yeah, it was like right there. And I was, I think a lot of us were just like, wow, it's it's more of a family tr- holiday there. Like here, yeah. it's like this, like hide your children upstairs, get a babysitter and uh, adults act like assholes. Down there, it was like, there are like small children sleeping in these little chairs all over the city while people just party all night in the streets. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was wild. It was a lot of fun. Um, I feel like I'm always trying to tell people that that's the truth with Mardi Gras, too, because unfortunately, like media and like girls gone wild bullshit from the (laughs) 90s has us thinking that Mardi Gras is all just like nudity and debauchery. And it definitely is if you go into the quarter or on Bourbon Street. But that's mostly like tourists like Mm -hmm. Mardi Gras is like it's families in the street and the drinking is very like cultural and it's a part of the day. But it's not like people getting disgusting and like losing their minds and being dangerous. Which actually it leads me right into like my my holiday drinking memory. Uh, the thing that I remember the most about drinking the holidays is the fact that I grew up um, in a Sicilian family uh, where they give small children wine. <laughs> nice. They'd give you a little bit of wine and they'd like mix it with water and they'd be like, drink, 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 drink dinner. And then the kids would all pass out. And the adults would be like, I just remember being thrown over a shoulder like a sack of potatoes and being thrown at a car <laughs> at 1 a.m. You, you don't know what's happening. You're just like, I got really sleepy. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, the um, the uh, American Italians just d- get their kids drunk. <laughs> hey, I like I like the compromise. In Colombia, they just let them like sleep in the cute little chairs while the party goes on around them. I guess it's the same. <laughs> what's everyone doing this New Year's? I don't know yet. I was I was kind of missing um a couple of years ago like a new year's highlight was walking down I mean it, highlight but as I describe it it doesn't sound fun walking down Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> on New Year's but um wow <laughs> with Le- with Leah and my in my um one of my best friends Darius and we saw this like you know 200 person line outside of a hotel bar and we're like oh man that's nuts and then there was a dive bar next door and we're like, let's just go in there. There's no line. And we went in there at like 11 o'clock. It was like a bartender, two people, and a DJ. And we just were there for an hour, like two Perfect. hours till like 1 a.m. It was so fun. So I would love to do another thing like that where like we just discovered a dive bar like, you know, a couple blocks from our place. And it was just like, I, I liked finding new places where I know like, okay, there's not going to be 60 people like at the waiting for a drink at, at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's the when I think the moments where you're not trying to yeah. have fun that you have mm-hmm. the most fun. Yeah. Like effortless, Agreed. just like just stumbling into something fucking cool. Like it's, you know, wait, I, waiting in, Tawny knows how I feel about waiting in lines. I, I don't wait in lines. Like I'm not gonna wait in line for what? Like, and then I gotta wait in another line for the bar and another line for the bathroom, just crowds in yeah. general, like not my scene. So like, that sounds uh-huh. like an awesome New Year's, Kevin. I hope you find that. Yeah, me too. Tony, what are you doing? Um, well, I just, I was supposed to go on a big trip with my mom. She's having a big birthday right after oh, Christmas. Yeah. So we were going to do a big international trip and then a lot of like family things are going on. So we can't do it now. So I've been hastily in the last like two days putting together a plan for her and I that involves us. <laughs> this is weird, but I'm going to Vegas on Christmas Day <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then celebrating her birthday in Vegas then I'm taking to her to a fancy like hiking resort um, where we're just going to like hike in the in the high desert in Utah. And then I'm going to come back in time for New Year's. And I think I'm just going to have like a couple friends here at the house and like, you know, great. sing karaoke and play the drums too loud. You know, Kevin, like we did the other night. <laughs> It'll basically and be that ver- night. In that very room. <laughs> oh exactly. Can I, can I come? <laughs> can yeah. I, can I please Hop come? Hop a flight. I'll be there January 3rd because I got to be here for my kid's birthday. But Oh, God. You know. The party might be over by the 3rd. It might still be going to the 2nd, but I think by the 3rd we'll be wrapping up. <laughs> and, I'll be, and I'll be just showing up like, let's go again. Let's do it. Get those mics on. <laughs> Todd is like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys for uh, thank talking you. about holiday booze, yeah. et cetera. Um, I really appreciate it. It's good to see you guys. Good to see Me you too. too normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to health care that's why united Healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.